Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know, heading into this Wednesday morning, March 29th. I'm Ailey Shanes, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The Florida Board of Governors is expected to pass stricter oversight on post-tenure review for Florida public university professors. I spoke with United Faculty of Florida President Andrew Gothard on the implications this can have on the universities, professors, students, and local communities. Back in November of last year, the Florida Board of Governors put out a proposed regulation called post-tenure faculty review. The goal of this was to create a more restrictive, more punishing version of the post-tenure review that has already existed in the state university system. So UFF, we have chapters at all 12 public universities, 10 of which grant tenure. And we have already negotiated post-tenure review policies at all of those institutions that have been in place over over decades. But now the Board of Governors were uh, recently empowered during the last legislative session, uh, the legislative session for 2022, to create a statewide post-tenure review system that would apply to all of the universities as opposed to being locally negotiated according to local funding and expertise and all of those conditions that make our universities individualized. What it uh, attempts to do is to turn tenure into a five-year revolving contract. So every five years, you come up for post-tenure review. Only one person, the provost, gets to decide if you um, have lived up to the standards set by the university. They can ignore every other uh, evaluation that you have received, and tenured faculty are evaluated every year by their, their department chairs and their deans. There are multiple levels of oversight. Even student evaluations that a faculty member has received can be utterly ignored by the provost. And they can decide a range of uh, responses to your performance as a faculty member that include immediate termination. And they don't have to give a reason for that termination. They can just decide to do it. And while the faculty member can uh, try to grieve that termination or that, that unfair or unjust evaluation or attempt to take it to arbitration, at the end of the day, even if an arbitrator uh, decides and says, oh yeah, this was completely illegal, this faculty member should not have been terminated, the final decision will again go back to the provost, who I'm sure will end up agreeing with the decision they already made previously. So what this regulation is going to do is it's not going to create greater accountability for faculty. It's not going to draw a, a larger contingent of high quality faculty to Florida. What it's going to do is it's going to take Florida's university system from being the most competitive university system in the country to making us the least competitive university system in the country overnight. Can you go into more detail of why more oversight will make Florida colleges less competitive? Can you kind of help me understand the mindset around that? So let's talk first about competitiveness. A handful of other states have enacted uh, systems of post-tenure review. None of them, from what I can see, go this far. And we have done the research to see, you know, how how we would stack up. Tenure is not a system that is designed to help lazy faculty stay in place or to protect bad employees or any of the negative stereotypes that we've heard around tenure. What tenure is actually designed to do, it is designed to ensure that any faculty member regardless of their background, political affiliation, religion, race, nationality, whatever you want to throw out there, right? All faculty members are protected from undue political influence. 
And what that means is you can't have a governor or a board of trustees member or a donor, like a big business donor, for example, to the university who looks at a faculty member's research and says, you know, that may be high quality research, but it's really inconvenient to my political campaign right now. Tenure protects against that. And it ensures that faculty who are working to advance human knowledge can't lose their jobs every every political cycle or every time a quarterly statement is due to investors or, or any of these outside undue um, influence factors that they can't be terminated or disciplined as a result of those, those items. Everywhere around the country, tenure is still protecting that. And Florida now with this post-tenure review regulation structured the way it is will be the only one that doesn't. So if you are a newly minted PhD or you're a long-term researcher and you're looking to move to another system, maybe to move up in the world or to get a promotion, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to Florida where you no longer have the protection of tenure and you know there already is a governor and a legislature that have gone off the rails in terms of actually representing the will of the people? Or are you going to go to a different state where you actually still have the protections of tenure? But another concern is that we are very concerned about how when you have a single individual who has the ability to ignore the expertise of faculty, to ignore the viewpoints of students, of colleagues, all the people who actually work with this individual on a daily basis, and it is codified that they can essentially choose whatever evaluation they want, and they are not answerable to anyone, you have not set up a space that encourages fairness, due process, and justice. You have set up a space that encourages discrimination. It encourages targeting of faculty for their race, their religion, for their political affiliation. You are setting up a system that is antithetical to everything that, that the university system stands for with um, values of shared governance, fairness, and equality. What you see is a board of governors that is passing a regulation that will fundamentally harm and damage our higher education system and brings nothing new to the table in terms of producing better quality faculty or programs for students and society to benefit from. You talked about equity and inclusion for professors. We know that in the state legislature, they're trying to take away diversity, equity, and inclusion in public college campuses. Do you think this is connected in any way with that? Absolutely. We do see these as being fundamentally connected because what we've seen, for instance, if we use New College as an example, where Governor DeSantis appointed six ideologically extreme individuals, they're just there to politically attack faculty and students and to try to force um, state-sponsored ideology upon the student body there. We've seen what Governor DeSantis wants to accomplish. But what these bad actors have also seen is that tenure is what is stopping them from completely firing all of the faculty who work in diversity, equity, and inclusion, regardless of the quality of work they've done, regardless of how much the students love them or how, uh, how much they're helping their institutions grow and improve and bring in grant funding and do all the stuff that high quality faculty are hired to do. These bad actors want to clean house of faculty who study subject areas that the governor disagrees with. And so attacks on tenure are directly related to attacks on academic freedom. And all of that is related to this desire for politics to take over higher education and try to force students to learn only the ideas that Governor DeSantis agrees with. 
And that should terrify everyone because we have a name for what that is. And the name is fascism. Do you think this could have a direct impact on the students of these universities and the communities these universities are a part of? Absolutely, because um, the way that universities function is this. High quality faculty bring in research funding. And if we're talking about in the hard sciences, for instance, they bring in funding to do their research research programs. That can be in a lab of some kind, but essentially that, that typically involves bringing in students who get experience in research and then take that experience and go other places, whether that's into industry, into other academic fields, into you know whatever we need as a society. If those faculty leave because tenure protections have been gutted, they take all that research funding, they take all those opportunities, all those learning experiences that could be available to Florida students, and they take them to other states. And then there are some people who say, well, okay, so students can just go to other states. Well, out-of-state tuition is expensive because when you're going to school in another state, all those state tax dollars that are used to subsidize in-state tuition to help it be more affordable for Florida taxpayers and their children, they don't go to you when you go out of state. But it's also going to harm students because what we know fundamentally from a, from a legal standpoint is that students don't just have the, the constitutional right to speak. They have the constitutional right to hear. And when you are running faculty out of the state who study the subject areas that the governor disagrees with, you are limiting what students are allowed to hear. We all who work in higher education believe that Florida students have the right to learn about every subject under the sun, that you have the right to access that information, then it is your decision what you do with that knowledge. Governor DeSantis wants to take that away from Florida students, and we are fighting to stop that from happening. That was United Faculty of Florida President Andrew Gothard on the possible implications of more oversight of post-tenure review. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Gainesville Regional Utilities announced it will reduce its purchased gas and electric fuel adjustments starting Saturday. Main Street Daily News' C.J. Gish reports, according to a release sent Monday, GRU said it makes no money on fuel charges. These are pass-through costs that are used to cover GRU's fuel expenses. GRU has come under fire from residents who have complaints about increasing utility bills. They blame the high rates on natural gas prices. Alachua County will buy 650 acres of land for conservation. Main Street Daily News' Camille Broadway reports, the Board of County Commissioners unanimously authorized spending around $2.5 million to buy the land. The BOCC authorized Lacho County Forever to go ahead with two land purchases, using money from the Wild Spaces Public Places surtax. <music> Members of the House Regulatory Reform and Economic Development Subcommittee voted to release a cap, or cork in this case, on wine bottle size limits statewide. Florida Politics' Jesse Schechner reports, currently the commercial sale of individual wine containers larger than one gallon is a second-degree misdemeanor for the first offense and a third-degree felony thereafter. The new measure would go into effect July 1st. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org to subscribe and view the most recent issues. I'm Ailey Shanes, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Wednesday.